0: Hi everybody Jimmy Young here. I want to remind you that God gave to the Jewish people seven feast days. There's the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of First Fruits, and then 50 days after First Fruits, there was the Feast of Pentecost. Those are the four spring feasts. There are three feasts in the fall, and that would be the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Well, Jesus Christ did fulfill all four of the spring feast in the proper day sequences when he was here 2,000 years ago. Let me tell you this, he will fulfill all three of the fall feast as well when he comes back. The Feast of God is a Bible study, a five-hour audio series on CD that you need to have a copy of. We would love for you to get your copy of it. Passover and the Signature of God, a trio of Feast, Pentecost for Israel and the Church, The Sound of Trumpets, and Tabernacles in the Last Days. Those are the titles of this five-hour series. And uh, I tell you what, why don't we just listen right now to an introduction to this series, then I will tell you how you can get your copy of the series, The Feast of God. Here is the introduction to this series.
1: What about prophetically? Look at Daniel chapter 9. What about prophetically? Man, let me show you something. Daniel chapter 9. i, 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 I just Again, I'm just trying to introduce this thing. Daniel chapter 9. It's unbelievable. Hey, God's signature is on the book. It's here. Just read it, just study it, just understand it, appropriate it, comprehend it. Chapter 9, oh man, first of all, the Word of God prophetically works. Chapter 9, verse 2, Daniel has just come out of the Babylonian captivity. He's now moved on to the Medes and Persians. And he's having his quiet time. Here's a man that led the example. He started to read the Word of God. Daniel chapter 9 Verse 2, and in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, Darius, under the Medes and Persians, oh, I don't even, I'm not even going to tell you that a hundred years before it ever happened, Isaiah the prophet looked down a cart as a time and saw Cyrus's name and put it down before the man was ever born and gave him, hey, this, it was 120 years to be exact, hey, this is the one that's going to bring the freedom. And now under this reign of the Medes and Persians, first brought to existence by Cyrus, Daniel is reading, and it says, you read chapter 9, verse 2, it says he's reading a book of Jeremiah. He was actually reading Jeremiah 25, 11, Jeremiah 29, 10, where it says, 70 years Jerusalem will be in desolation, and then you'll be finished. And here he is at that time, and he understands where he is in God's time. Prophetically, it is fulfilled. It was 70 years almost to the exact minute that they had been in desolation. And then God dispatches Gabriel to come to Daniel to give you more information. Look at daniel nine twenty well twenty four starts out i 'm going to give you four hundred and ninety year period of time to your people and to the city of Jerusalem. But look at verse twenty five Know therefore, and understand that from the going forth. Of the command to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince, shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks, and the streets shall be built again. Verse 26. And after the threescore and two weeks, in other words, after 69 of those 70, shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the temple and the city. Look at here. 400 and some years before it ever happens, God dispatches Gabriel to tell Daniel, jot this down. From a certain point in history, when the command to go forth, Nehemiah chapter 2, Artaxerxes to Nehemiah, 445 B.C., you can go back and rebuild a city. Zerubbabel has already rebuilt the temple. You go rebuild the walls of the city. You're a disgrace. Go be, rebuild a city. I don't have time, but Sir Robert Anderson of England and Martin and I did a television program called the Daniel Papers where we illustrated it. You can look it up, it's there. From the day in 445 B.C. until the day Jesus Christ stepped on the Mount of Olives in Luke chapter 19, verses 41 and following, from that day was 69 of the 70 weeks of Daniel. 483 of the 490 years that were prophesied. 173,880 days to be exact. And Jesus stepped on the Mount of Olives. Luke 19 and he looked over the city and he started to cry and he said if you had only read the book if you'd only read the book you would have known I was to be here today prophetically his signature why do you think those wise men came from Babylon looking for the king of the Jews look at Matthew 24 just for a second This is the end of the introduction. Matthew 24. (laughs) And I've got three points after this. No, 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 I'm teasing. Matthew 24. He's coming out of the temple. He's been teaching in the temple. This is the last week of his life on earth before his crucifixion and resurrection. Verse 1, Matthew 24. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came unto him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all of these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Oh, glory to God. He steps out of the temple. Now, he had said it in John chapter 2, but he was talking about the temple of his body. We'll look at it later. Here he steps out of the temple where he's been teaching. He says, you see this building? It's a magnificent building. It was 18 stories high. It was covered with gold. The rabbi said, if you have never seen Herod's temple, you've never seen a beautiful building. He steps out of the temple. He says, see this building? There's not going to be a stone upon a stone. That's kind of a ridiculous statement. That was 30 A.D. 70 A.D. on Baab, the ninth day of the month of Ab. General Titus, who had been bivouac on the Mount of Olives. So he told his soldiers, we're going to capture these people. And the way we defeat them is we destroy their religious edifice. Okay, you men ready to go? There's a Kidron Valley in front of us. And we'll come up the side of the valley onto the Temple Mount. And we'll go in there and we'll destroy the temple. Are you ready to go? He thought they weren't quite motivated. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I know it's a beautiful, magnificent building. Quit looking at it. Tell you, what I'll, you see all that gold on there? You can have every bit of the gold on that building. Now go get it. Let's move. They come across the Kidron Valley. And on the way, one of the men pulls his arrow back that has a flame on the front of it, lets it go. It hits the building in a place that it could start burning. The building starts burning. And if you know the construction of that temple that Herod built, there was a little space between every stone that had been put there, the way they constructed a building at that time. And that gold started to melt. And that gold melted between those stones on that temple. And those greedy Roman soldiers came up the side of the Kidron Valley onto the temple mount, into the temple area, and grabbed that building and literally pulled every stone off of every stone. On the Daniel papers, when Martin and I did it, I asked Mayor Ben Dove, the archaeologist responsible for the archaeological investigation on the temple mount. Mayor, can you show me one place on this mount where there's a stone from the temple standing on another stone? Absolutely not. Prophetically, God took his hand and took the pen and he inscripted his signature on the word of God. But I've given you that introduction only to tell you Now, let me tell you, that's nothing compared to what I'm going to teach you the next four days. Nothing. Because in those holidays of God, in those uh, appointed days that he gave the Jewish people 3,500 years ago, his
0: indelible
1: signature is so strong, I can hardly bear it.
0: Thank you so very much for spending a few moments studying the Feast of God. Jesus Christ will fulfill all of the feasts. He did fulfill the four spring feasts when he was here 2,000 years ago in the proper day sequences. And he will fulfill those last three feasts, the fall feast, the Feast of Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets, of Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement, and Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. If you need more information and a study on Feast of God, you can go to our website and find out how you can make your own order of this five-hour CD series and audio series available for you. The website address, www.prophecytoday.com. Go to a shopping mall. They will tell you how to make your order. Or you can call our toll-free number. We have friends standing by that would take your order. That toll-free number is 877-674-3298. 877-674-3298. Call today or go to the website and order The Feast of God. Thank you so very much for joining us. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I want to remind you that everything we talk about in our Bible studies gives evidence of the soon return of Jesus Christ when he comes back to the earth and establishes his kingdom in the city of Jerusalem from the temple on the Temple Mount. Let me say, though, before that, seven years earlier will be the rapture of the church when he will shout, and the archangel will shout, the trumpet God will sound, and we'll be caught up to be with him in the air. That's the rapture, and the rapture could happen at any moment. Having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...